Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat Sleep Early Repeat Podcast. Your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first, the most electrifying man in all of professional wrestling podcast. Gnarly. Gnarly. What is up, Gary? Yo, 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 and the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am the Duke of Derps. Also known as Bane Duke. Yo, what's up? Up, 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 up. I love it. Yeah, so, man. yeah, Super Bowl weekend. Scores and uh, prediction of the winner. Rams thirty-one fourteen. I got I got Bengals, and it's going to be a high scoring game. I can't. I don't know if I want to put it like forty-two. <laughs> Bengals. Someone just heard that and clicked off right now. They're like, all right, Rams winning. Fuck this guy. Forty-five. <laughs> forty-two forty-five. It's going to be a high scoring Super Bowl, which hasn't happened in years. Um, I'm down with right. that. I would love to see it. There, there, there's dude. The the offensive potency of both teams is there. I'm just saying. But there's also offensive potency this week on eight. I don't know if the Bengals can overcome the pass rush of Aaron Donald. Um, It's gonna be tough. He's going. He's gonna eat. He's gonna eat some sex. (laughs) He's gonna. He's gonna have some sex. He might break. What's the? What is the? We know what the break. What the record is for sacks in a Super Bowl. God, I can't imagine it's like more than three and a half. Right. He's gonna break it. Right. Like he has to with that offensive line. Right. Like. (laughs) They're gonna pull the fucking Chase Young in college and just triple team him. <laughs> I mean, they could do that. They, they could literally not triple team him, but double team him, which would be a big risk because they also have other pass rushers on that the line. So, <laughs> right. Hey it's man, like, the big it's game. Like, it's like dealing with the Chiefs defensive line from a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Dude, it's gonna be fun, man. I, I, I genuinely looking forward to it. You know little insert of actual sports in there before we get into the show. Before we get into the actual, actual show stuff, though, I do have a couple of orders of business to take care of. You can find us both on Twitter. You can follow me at Bane Duke, B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. And you can find Charlie at O-Charlie with an X instead of an A. So you can go. And if you're listening to us on a platform of your choosing, you know, be that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, then you can make sure you follow or subscribe and leave us a little review, and we'll be happy to answer any questions that you guys leave in there. Or if you just want us to start like reading those reviews, you know, leave that in your review, and we'll start doing that. If you just want us to read it, just let us know. Um, if you want us to to, to let us know um, how you guys are feeling about the show, and greatly well, appreciate it if it does, man. We really appreciate absolutely. that. As well as check out the Visoki Entertainment YouTube channel. That's V I S O K I I Entertainment. Um, I nailed it. I think um, Visoki Entertainment. Um, and we, we do uh, movie reviews. We do rumors. We did a big dissection on all the Doctor Strange rumors, and we recently did a review of the finale and the whole series, really in retrospect of uh, Book of Boba Fett. Which that uh, was a, that was a fun conversation. If you guys are interested in Boba Fett at all, yeah, check. We had that some out. different perspectives on it than I was expecting, but it was it was interesting. Um, and uh, beyond, beyond beyond that, I think that's pretty much everything that I got to take care of at the top of the show here. Let's go ahead and jump straight into it with our favorites. I'll be starting this week. There was so much great stuff this week in oh, wrestling. Unreal. Um, unbelievable week. Um, I, you know, and on paper, it, it, it didn't look like it was going to be that big of a week. But sometimes, you know, uh, Tony Khan uh, surprises us. Sorry, I, I sprung that one a little quickly. But sorry, we, we we just thought we we just added that soundbite. Uh, I was just trying to sneak it in there really quickly. But anyway, um, for my failure, I I deserve this. No! <laughs> there was some really good stuff. Even Dark had some pretty good stuff on it. I thought um, Dark even had that extra episode, which we'll, yeah, we'll talk about after our favorites. But yeah, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get into that as well. But um, for me this week, it was really really hype because I was like. I love this is a classic trope of wrestling the 
um, MJF saying, well, you'll, you'll, you'll get a match anywhere, anytime, but you have to beat FTR and you'll never find a partner. It's like no heel in wrestling ever has figured out that like, there's obviously going to be somebody backstage that wants to beat him off. You know what I mean? Like, there and I loved how like Dax was like, you think I want to be in this suit? It's like, no, nah, he doesn't want to be in that suit. He wants to be in the ring kicking ass. Absolutely. So this whole, I guess, I guess it does really tie into the, I, I will say I did like enjoy the opening segment as well. So that ties into this. Um, I thought it was great to have MJF and his celebration of beating CM Punk. The way they did that and the stuff with Wardlow, just great, great teases all around. But FTR versus uh, versus CM Punk and when the music hits for John Moxley, dude, I just, I in my head, I was like, it kind of makes sense to be Moxley, but it could be Danielson because he talked about wanting to tag with him. It could be some young guy like Lee Moriarty or he could have chosen Matt Seidel. Like, there's so many options. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, we just had two guys walk through the forbidden door right before this. So we, we had no idea what was going on. Imagine if Jay White, oh my God, came out. Part of my brain was expecting Samoa Joe. I'm like, what if this happens? Like, that would be incredible if he brought out Samoa <laughs> Joe and they reignited that. That would be incredible. Samoa Joe and CM Punk as a tag, dude. Oh my God. Anyway, um, but anyway, so this was an intensely paced match. Um, oh man, Moxie, Moxie looked like an absolute beast in this match. Um, he looks like he a million came, bucks since he's come back. He's so great right now. Like he was a little bit, and I was a little disappointed. And I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at Mox here, but I had heard so much great stuff about the stuff he was doing in his early run at AEW before he got to the championship. And then when he was champion, everyone was really happy with him. But I hadn't heard much since. And then he came in, and he was, I think, still feuding with Eddie, maybe, or just coming off of that or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't really doing much. And then he left, and thank good on him for leaving. But I didn't know, you know, I hadn't really gotten a chance to sit down and watch Moxley do his thing in AEW. And man, it was just great. Um, the punk hot tag was absolutely insane. Um, this yeah, there was a there was a nice uh, pop when Punk kicked out of the ring bell, not hitting him, which was awesome. Like the crowd just was so into this match. Um, I thought it had like the perfect psychological build of a wrestling match that I love to see out of like somebody like CM Punk and John, John Moxley just looking great. Uh, I, and like now, like my head is spinning, thinking like, well, we got we got the promo with Danielson later on Rampage, right? And we'll talk about that. Part of me yep. still thinks like. What if it's like a trio of Danielson, Moxley? I mean, that'd just be so fucking cool, man. That's like the three like most beloved of like of like the guys that people like have become the the guys the indie internet people love because you know both Punk and Moxley have both come out openly and spoken about how bad their experience was, and you know Danielson had a similar experience. You just know it, especially because what he's doing now. You know, I think he probably realizes it. The retirement. I mean, all of it. I mean, you think, would he have retired if he was on the indie scene? I bet, I'm guessing no. I mean, he probably would have been forced to medically. I'm saying like, but would he have like not, would he have had, would he have been as long for him? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. I, I get exactly what you're saying, man. And the story of, the story of this match was just so beautiful, right? Like, this was a true professional wrestling match. And yes, FTR just, we, we were kind of wondering, so, we haven't uh, seen him. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. And we're like, all right. Let's see what they're doing next. Well, welcome back to the fray, fellas. Absolutely. I mean, this was just – it was beautiful. I can't they really – back some of that. Like, they used to – they kept saying in interviews they're not going to do any of this stuff. They did like the old move they used to do in um, – as of the revival with the leg spot with like doing all like the leg – like you know, wrapping the legs up and just doing so... like the, the tag team offense because like, they do other tag team stuff now. But it was cool. It's like a little throwback like, yeah, we still do this. Fuck you. Like – you know, like. <laughs> right? As this match was happening, I just couldn't believe it. And 
how it ended with the paradigm shift going like the GTS to the paradigm shift. And it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, opportunities than just, Oh, it was, um, uh, Tully Blanchard took a GTS, which I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. Like, dude. Oh my God. Part of me wonders if that was even a spot in the match. It might've been, but like, I don't know. It was just like, like, you know what? Get hit it on me, buddy. It's like, hit it, it on me. Cause the first time he tried to get him up, he didn't quite get him up. I'm like, what's up? Was that planned? Like, <laughs> obviously it was planned, but you know, like, yeah. And, cool. and uh, CM Punk and Mox won that match. And I think it's, uh, it, it does not hurt FTR to lose to, to the, <laughs> To, to a former to, world champion, and two wrestling hall of famers, right? Literally, <laughs> to, to uh, of, uh, and I'm not even kidding. A former, a former world champion and a future world champion. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. And so, you know, speaking of the world championship, that's going to be my favorite this week. Um, Texas Adam Death. Hangman Page versus Lance Archer in the Texas Death Match, and Garrett, this on a night that was. You kind of had something you were talking about, you know, a night that was just building up so much momentum. It culminated mm-hmm. with this and it delivered. This was the story made sense. Yep. It got vicious. There was some disgusting ring work, like in terms of just brutality. And Garrett, Lance Archer has been starting every match backstage, right? Mm-hmm. We've been watching Dark. Every yep. match has been starting backstage. This match starts backstage because Adam Hangman Page has been scouting him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows he's gonna me, attack dude? him backstage, so he attacks him. Like, like, dude, it's, are it's you brilliant. kidding me? It's How brilliant. cool is he, that? He starts dude? it first because he knows he's gonna attack him backstage, so he just gets he comes in prepared, and so they start brawling backstage, and it's just brilliant. Uh, it's just so brilliant, man. Like just the the psychology of that, and obviously everyone's probably talking about the certain big spots with the bloody spots, and uh, mainly the winning shot of the buckshot lariat off the ref. Yeah, yeah off the ref through the table. And they struggled with Christ in my notes next to that. (laughs) It's like, this is, it had amazing spots. I I can't, I can't say enough about this, man. I really can't. And I am so, cause, and this is what this is even more impressive. Yeah. And what, what makes this more impressive is everyone knows what the result's going to be. Right. We all know hangman's retaining. So you already have that in your mind going into it. And for them to still deliver on this high of a match, Good for them. Good for Lance Archer. And Hangman Adam Page's title reign with these elite matches continues. And we all know what this is, what was setting up next, bro. Absolutely. Our boy Adam Cole hits hits the ring after. Yep. Gives him his belt. And that's, that's I mean, dude. Adam Cole did this exact thing in NXT a couple of times where it's he grabbed so the good, belt, man. tapped it on the shoulder. Oh, it was so good. It just made me feel it made me feel good. Yeah, how did you feel about re- this main event? Yeah. Oh, dude, so good. Freaking, uh, I love Jake the Snake's DDT being denied. Consistent character work from Lance Archer. Every time the crowd has asked him to do something on Dark, he has been like, nope. Nope. He continues to deny even Jake the Snake. Even Jake the Snake was like, wait, dude, we should have just given the crowd what they wanted. But <laughs> no, Lance Archer is sticking to his character. He does not give the crowd what they want. He's a true heel. You know what I mean? Um, uh, the, 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 oh, dude, the bump that Hangman took through the trash can looked absolutely brutal. Oh, through the trash can? The one on the stairs? Yeah, the blackout on the stairs, on their oh ring steps. God. Yeah, oh my God, that was brutal because he just bounced like straight off of it. Um, yeah, the block shot off the ref through the table. They didn't quite go through both tables, but I, I mean, I'm not sure if they even were supposed to. The way they were set up, it was kind of weird. But either way, like it was just, it was so well done. I've never seen somebody take the ring ropes down like that before because no one really does that to counter Hangman because 
I mean, most matches is against the rules, obviously, but like, I, I, I wouldn't, th- I, it makes Lance Archer seem like really intelligent. You know what I mean? Like that he would think to do that and like he would like, yes. bring a tool to the ring to help with that. Like, I, I just thought that was pretty smart, but um, I love when our wrestlers feel intelligent. I'm like Boba Fett, you know? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Turn into Vasoki Entertainment. Anyway, so what did you have as your favorite this week, Charlie? Yeah, or yeah. Charlie, we just went through that. Sorry, my brain. I'm no, sorry. no, you're good. Yeah, I mean, hey, no, this week we were loaded from top to bottom. And I mean, look, I, I think as we're going through this card, we can get through so many favorites. But real quick, we'll just, uh, what we like to do, we just like to give you guys some dark results and some quick notes from it, right? So yes. I believe you got elevation this week. Absolutely. So we started off elevation with uh, Bobby Fish is back. Uh, take on Robert Anthony. All right. Um, Love seeing the fish. This is actually a pretty well wrestled match. Um, it was way better than it should have been. Like a lot of matches on Dark, and uh, he kicked him in the head. I still don't know how I feel about that roundhouse kick for a finisher. It's a little weird. Like it doesn't quite weird. work, especially when Danielson still does like the kicks. Trying to get like, something over though. So when he hits it, it, his next big match against the Young Bucks or something. Absolutely, the, the, you could see that they would actually need to like break up the pen or something. You know. Yep. See, in AEW, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn would hit that Blue Thunder power bomb, and it would finish someone. Yes, absolutely. and then we believe it. Uh, I think I think Chris Statlander has used the Blue Thunder bomb to, to pin yeah, somebody. So um, it's like, hey, little things, man. I love. We had uh, match number two. We had uh, my one of my favorites, Emmy Sakura, back uh, to take on with the Bunny and Diamante. Take on Sky Blue, Queen Aminata, and Heather Reckless. What a name, Heather Reckless. Um, Heather Reckless and Queen Aminata, dude. I, I was glad to see your girl back too. Absolutely. I was good to see Emmy back. It means hopefully that we'll get, um, you know, Lulu and uh, Emmy or Emmy and uh, Mesa Ruka back as well soon. Um, that'd be very nice. And we can get to that. Maybe we can get my Joshi uh, six man or six woman or trios match, whatever you want to call it, that uh, that I wanted a while back. Um, but the, 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 it's, so Diamante, the bunny and Emmy hit a triple down the rabbit hole, which I think it's interesting. That they all just know how to do that move, but that, whatever, you know, Um but Bunny's back, looking dominant. You know, I guess I don't know. It was it was yeah. just there. Uh, we had a Scorpio Sky Squash. He dominated the opponent well. Finished him with the cutter. Uh, Julia Hart, um, different kind of Julia Hart here. Um, yeah, a little more up that character each week. It feels like. Yep, and she's got a cool leg lock as the finisher now. So I like that. Um, <clears throat> Dante Martin took on Aaron Solo. This had like an up and down pace to it. Uh, finished him with the nose dive. Uh, we had the Gun Club uh, in their last uh, of the last of their couple of squashes that they were getting. This isn't really a squash. I guess this was kind of competitive, but whatever. Um, we had the Gun Club and the Acclaim taking on Shoddy Lee and uh, uh, and Brock and Seidel and Moriarty. Oh, what 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 a list of names! Everyone's just got too many names, All right? Anyway, um, so. The ass boys chance, you know, the chain of the boom box for the finish. I mean, the chain boom box is interesting. I I don't know how often they're going to use that boom box and like to win matches. Like, yeah, uh, it, it's but it was I like I like seeing this matchup, though, seeing these tag teams out there. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, and then we had uh, best friends taking on. Sorry, let me just see. If there was anybody that we any jobbers that we know? Um, nope. Oh yeah, it was Chaos Project. I called them jobbers. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Um, Chaos Project are definitely. I mean, I guess they technically are, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But they're they're actually a signed talent, just not enhanced. Yeah, they're, they're, talent. they're signed. But anyway, 
Um, but they they uh, beat up on Chaos Project. Uh, I'm pretty sure Serpentico took most of the match, and they finished him with the combination beach break. By the way, um, Paul White mentioned why Luther was missing, and it was unreal. He, he, he was talking about him being in Egypt. I think Paul White was basically saying Luther is Moon Knight, Garrett. Is uh, that maybe. safe to say? Is Paul White in the comics? I, I don't know. I was out. like, what the hell is going on? But that was Elevation episode 49. Uh, what happened on Dark 129? Yep, Dark, we were taped at Universal. And Julia Hart, like you said, back-to-back wins. So Julia's getting built up, right? That's mm-hmm. safe to say. Who's she losing to? Is she defeat? <laughs> yeah, who's she? Uh, God, I want to say Jade. Probably, maybe? yeah. Maybe, maybe. Probably. Uh, but who knows? They're doing so many different women's feuds. Run it back with Jade, or maybe run it back with Jade like months down the road when she's like joined the the House of Black, and you know, hey, I'm down. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated uh Gus De La Vega, so Hobbs uh pretty much setting that down, and he was beating him down, and Dante Martin shows up and uh, chased him off. So we're getting people off with that torture rack, man. And it just looks like a badass. <sighs> so good. Um, the Gun Club. Another win. boys. Good week for them. Great week for them, actually. Kristen Neckbreaker. I like it. Yeah. The, they defeated, almost killed somebody, though. Let's let's calm it down, guys. They defeated an actual <laughs> tag team called the Skulk. Uh, enhancement guys. Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray. They look good. They look like they have. Yeah. They, they were they, maybe they could work in another promotion somewhere. Like I don't think they'll end up getting signed or anything. But. Double booked this week. Mercedes Martinez defeated Queen Aminata. We saw. Um, I will. I'll save that for Rent Dynamite. But Queen Aminata, look, I, I've mentioned it. You've mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Just let's. Yeah, I'm cool if they keep bringing her in. Anthony yeah. Gogo back every week. I'm assuming this is setting up facing Sammy Guevara still. So I want people to get knocked out more in AEW. Yeah. Knockout punch, defeating Tony Vincita. This looked cleaner. Like the punch looked better than like the weird thing they did last week. Like Anthony Henry was back, but he was defeated by Lee Moriarty. Pretty good match. A little, little grappling going here, and again, I think Lee Moriarty's a special guy. We, if you guys are yes. new to the podcast, we've created our own four pillars of AEW, and it's Lee Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, Dante Martin, and Ricky Starks. It's just fun. What a group. What a stable that would be. What a stable that would be. Dude. We've created our own pillars. I want uh, that to be a stable now. I'm sorry. Anna Jay picks up a victory over an enhancement talent. Fuego del Sol defeats Serpentico and Luther's out there. Good old Fuego del Squash. Fuego del Squash. And a match you mentioned you liked a lot. Wheeler Yuta defeated uh, Aaron Solo. Yeah, actually, it just was like competitive. And there was like another creative cover, the seat belt this time for the for the win from, from Yuta. He's going to win with a different kind of cover every week. Uh, maybe he'll win with a Mai Stroll next week. Um, but like, I am, imagine if he does. Imagine if I just called it. That'd, that'd be, be nuts, incredible. actually. <laughs> if Yuta listens to the podcast and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I know how to do a Mai Stroll. But anyway, like, let me tell it. you something about that. Learns and then it. real quick, I'll hit these four matches that were uh, – on the special, yeah, we had a little dark special this week on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. so they were taped um, on January twenty first, Rampage. So they're a little okay. they're they're a little delayed, but that's okay. It's still I mean, they're, they're never green matches anyway. They don't necessarily have to, as long as they make sense for like, as long as no one's like saying or doing anything that you know. Yeah, Aaron Solo picks up a victory over Sunny Kiss. This was a pretty decent match. Um, Solo's got to get wins over legit talent, otherwise, who I no one's ever going to take him serious. And I like that Anthony Agogo was out there supporting him. They seem like they could actually be a cool little duo, maybe tag team. I would almost wonder. I didn't they do a tag match a little while back when Agogo first came back? Like, as of right, maybe, but I still only remember seeing. Maybe they were in a six man with Agogo. I can't remember, but 
But they should try that tag team because we were just talking about last week how we were like not a hundred percent sold on on the factory tag team. Like, yeah, we both hey. like, we like Camarado and Solo both individually, but I don't think they work as a tag team. But we could just be, you know, seeing them forming. So, but, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Abaddon was uh, seemed to be back. She defeated a girl named Gia Scott. <clears throat> Abaddon, man, I still don't get it. <sighs> Hell of a look, though. No matter what, when, no, yeah, she's, the, she's, if when she's, you see her for the first time, you're like, what the hell is that? She's got something. I just don't know what it is. Like, is she going to join the House of Black? I could be interesting. Like, <laughs> Powerhouse like, Hobbs thing uh, picks up a victory over Lee Johnson. I, I thought this was pretty fine for what it is. I'm not – I mean, Lee Johnson, you know, he's this not there yet. I did for him that, that maybe it was like before or after the smash that they did yeah. for Lee. I thought he looked – um, like he could potentially be a really big single star on his own. Yeah, I think Lee there. There's going to be something there. I, I definitely think Lee has a future, and he might not be there yet, but it's slowly getting there, man. And just mm-hmm. getting to be able to wrestle Hobbs and getting the spot was good for him. Yes. And then our main event, fun six man tag: uh, Dante Martin, Matt Sydal, and Lee Moriarty, the best trio, defeated the AHFO, the Blade and Private Party. So still no butcher. So. Hopefully everything's. I still like that three man. We, we we had this like months ago. I forget how long ago we had that three man, and I was like, I like that. I'm glad that they like they pay attention. I obviously wasn't just me. I'm sure other people were saying it too. But I it's good. Cassidy is so goddamn talented, man. Oh, so good. I mean, he is just next level. So, all right, that was uh, dark for the week for you guys. And again, that was taped before uh, Matt Hardy's erratic behavior. So you just got to kind of. Look, it's not always going to be perfect. But like, Garrett, you, what did you say? You said something that made sense. It's like it's kind of just it still makes sense, but yeah, it's 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 evergreen. So like, yeah, evergreen. With that, it's like a term. It's like a broadcasting term for yeah, like. So a, it's still it's still in that. continuation, but look, it's not going to be perfect. No, had they have had Matt Hardy already have had the outburst, people there would have been like, "What's going on?" Um. So let's jump into dynamite. Um. We kind of covered the beginning a little bit, but I'll, uh, we'll talk into it a little more in depth here. Pretty much it kicks off with MGF having a celebration. Uh, he beat CM Punk. He said, not Kenny Omega, not Dana, not Brian Danielson, not Adam Cole, not Hangman Page. MGF says he beat CM Punk twice in Chicago. I'd love this guy, Ben. Of course he'd say that, right? MJF <laughs> coming out like a daimyo in uh, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> right. And then there was a moment. So you kind of mentioned earlier Wardlow's expressions. And that yeah. was seemed to be the kind of the main fo- the back focus. Everyone was looking at Wardlow during this, right? You mm-hmm. just you couldn't help yourself. And then he says, it, it, "This all happened because of one guy, and that's Sean Spears." <laughs> I mean, dude, that was just awesome. Um, a lot more talking goes down. They're talking about, uh, you know, he's got a better than the best in the world shirt coming out. Better than Bret Hart in Canada. Better than Roddy Piper in Portland. And he's better than Punk in Chicago. And it's time he becomes AEW World Champion. Knowing what we know at the main event, are we maybe getting a triple threat? I don't think so. Um, okay. So they're going to hold off on this probably? And I don't think they, they – I mean, how many triple threats for the title have they ever even had? I mean, like – They've I mean, done it at the pay-per-views. That's what makes like me maybe, curious. So Maybe at Revolution. I mean, it depends on if he beats Punk twice. And then, yeah, Punk comes out. He says, I want to face the man who beat me, and that's Wardlow. And, yeah, I mean, we kind of mentioned the other stuff. So anything else you take away from this promo? I mean, obviously, I think we were both over the moon for it. 
Yeah, Justin Roberts uh, getting bullied was kind of fun. Um, obviously, that's a joke, everybody. Um, and, it fits uh, the MJF character. It's just a great entrance uh, by by MJF. I everything in this segment was just perfect. Like you you nailed it. Like it was just like it was a perfect build. Eventually, when this Wardlow stuff finally does pop off, it's going to be insane. So hopefully, by then he can like work like insane matches for like thirty minutes. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, because like that, if he can, then that'll be awesome, and we'll have like one of the biggest stars of all time. Like imagine like him versus a Gogo, him versus Hobbs, him versus like oh, any of those other big guys. Am you know? Keith. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of Wardlow, we jump right into a match for him: Wardlow versus the Blade. I, by the way, you asked me a couple weeks ago what how I felt about the whole Mister Mayhem thing. Um, I I like it. I think it's a good okay. gimmick. Think it's fitting. We also did skip over, didn't we? Didn't uh, Andrade try to recruit Darby? Didn't we get that segment finally backstage? Did that, that happen now or later? Did it happen later? It might have. Well, Darby but... and Sting did come out here, but that was just a gimmick to say they couldn't pick them for the tag team. I don't see anything about that right here, so I think it might have been later. But just in case we do miss it, yes, Andrade finally got to speak with Darby. And I thought it went pretty good, but Darby was like, no, man, I'm not. I'm not gonna well, work what's weird you. is that he's he's not feuding with Sammy technically, but they're gonna have that. I think that's good that they decided to just have that match. Where I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I know, but um, because Darby versus Andrade is a much more interesting feud to me. Um, that and Andrade mentioned I will be TNT champion. Yes. So Sammy versus good, Andrade, maybe element. is that the revolution? That cool. that is a revolution worthy match, though. I would think, yeah, so possibly. Maybe maybe he beats Darby, and then Darby's like, well, now I'm mad, so I'm going to go fight Andrade, and then Andrade pins him, and then he says, now I should be DNT champion, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I love Andrade. So we're low this is so cool. I want to sound like Andrade so bad. <laughs> guy's just got he too just much He's like, like a dude. You know what I mean? Too he much like sauce. Coolest dude ever. Ugh. Wardlow beats the crap out of the blade, and uh, this goes quick. Um. Yeah, tough week for the Blade. Fourth gets four power bombs. I mean, this was bad, dude. It was, I mean, bad for the Blade. And after the match, Sean Spears starts whacking him with a chair. And yeah, <laughs> anything you got for this? I mean, Wardlow just looks good. I mean, like yeah, I, yeah. until I mean, they good. decide to actually do something with Wardlow besides just have him beat people up. I mean, it's just going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then I think uh, after the match. We see a video package where Alex Abrahantas narrates Penta's, quote, change because re- Malachi Black's missed and we cut to the ring. So real quick, are we getting Pentagon dark now? I probably. And I'm to, right? my, my, what I wrote in my notes was Pentagon is going to kill Malachi and Brody King. I can't. That, see, again, that's revolution. Can I have man. both of those in individual matches, please? Don't even have them run into this tag again. Like, I liked it with that in the tag, but I, wanted, I just want to see Pentagon versus both guys because I'd love to see Brody King get his first singles match. You know what I mean? And I, I'm down. And so we jump into the inner circle uh, team meeting. This was um, better than I expected it to be, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, last week I was a little down in the inner circle. I'm like, I'm just kind of over Jericho. I'm like, I'm over where this is going. Yeah. But this is sometimes he goes down these weird paths that are like, are like, it's like he's like a writer that gets like, you know, like written into a corner, but doesn't know how to write themselves out. Like they need someone to help them with that. And like, yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. But like this, this worked to me. Yeah. I mean, the story... Long story short here, Santana's like over Jericho. He's completely done with him. And he pretty much says he would have laid him out already if it weren't for Ortiz. And then he says, we're going to handle this like we do where I'm from in the ring. So next week they're having a tag match. But in between all that, Sammy, and I think they do this on purpose because Sammy's the young one. 
Sammy gets upset that mom and dad are fighting, so he fucking leaves. Is that fair to say? Literally. Like, honestly, that's fair to say, right? I think that's the character. Kind of. the young one. I mean, Hager didn't have anything to say, which I thought was interesting. Garrett Santana and Ortiz have to win this, right? I would think, right? Like... I, I, I don't think, know. I don't know where this is going. That's the problem, right? They're breaking up the inner circle, but like, where is that going? Sammy's already done, obviously. You know Sammy's I mean? like, done, but Santana and Ortiz still have the potential to reach the top of the tag division. Where Jericho's time is over with the top of the fucking main run division. Main run, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. Top of the main event. So, on paper, I feel like it has to be Santana and Ortiz that win, and maybe they go their separate ways. Maybe it gets an ugly fight. Maybe they start busting them open, like. Yeah, all, I mean, the segment was good, though. That's what I'll say. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Santana, given these, like, fourth wall-breaking camera moments, was hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. Um, I loved him looking at the camera. That was good. He, I, I thought he looked uh, and sounded amazing in this. Like, you know, they don't get a chance to speak for themselves too often, and they actually both can cut a pretty decent promo, you know? And Jericho said, maybe I recruited the two, the wrong two members of LAX. That <laughs> oh. <laughs> got him. Um, I've seen people online hoping for Santana and Ortiz to now finally team up with Diamante and potentially Eddie Kingston. Because apparently they're all like really good friends too. So I would love that. Yeah. Especially if Diamante is like. Let's get Diamante rolling, man. I don't want Diamante to lose her music, but I would love for her to, them all to just come out as a group. Because they would imagine their look together. And Eddie starts wearing the. the uh, like a, a bandana over his face or something. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, wearing like, yeah, what he used to do and, and stuff that represents his culture and everything. Like, I, I would be really into it. I would, I would love to see that little faction pop up. It'd be good. It'd be a good little faction. Again, we, we keep talking about Tony Khan is a, is a mad scientist of wrestling. And I think he's been slowly building. I think he's been slowly building the groundwork for the six-man tag division, trios division for like the last two years. And by building all these factions, you know. And he I has guess, like twenty yeah. trios matches. Like, how can you not have a trios title, Tony? Just do it. Just do it. It's it's yeah, definitely. Book so, it, Tony. Yeah, we jump from that to Tony Schiavone backstage with Trent and Rocky, and they're getting ahead of get their match against the Young Bucks on Friday. Matt and Nick interrupt and ponder why they don't just fight right here, right now. Adam Cole comes from behind and attacks them. Matt and Nick join the attack, and our first forbidden door of the night. Jay White comes out of nowhere and fires Rocky into production truck. Jay White has walked through the Forbidden Door, and Isaiah Cassidy will face a mystery opponent in the face of the Revolution qualifying match after the break. When I realized they were both happening this close together, I was like, oh my goodness. I couldn't believe Jay White walked through that door. I I was so happy. I mean, it's crazy, too, because Tony Khan tweeted out that he didn't have that done until, like... Didn't have it done until Three days before. Like, three days before, whatever. Like... That's nuts. It's nuts that he got. I'm assuming he would be in Japan at that point, right? Tony so, Khan has proven now he wants to make on his announcements. If he hypes something like a couple up, days, Donus Jay White got from Japan to America. You know what I mean? Jay White, yep, the first ever New Japan Grand Slam champion. That's a big deal there. I can't believe he's the first one ever. That's incredible that a Gaijin became the first one to ever win all those championships. And he's done it in only a couple years. That's nuts. So it's like, and considering the IWGP Intercontinental and the heavyweight are together now, it's, I don't even know if someone technically could win it unless they've already won the previous one. The one that was combined into what I know Tanahashi is is one now, but like, I don't know if you could now because the Intercontinental technically doesn't exist. So 
I bet if you won the United States title, you'd probably still be considered it. Like if you if you won that, yeah, you could be a triple crown tag titles. Well, okay, yeah. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah. See, so it's kind of cool, man. It's really neat. Um, Jay White is a big deal. I just can't wait to see him wrestle. And like, I, I wonder who's going to wrestle. A lot of her. spots once Kenny left, and a lot of people didn't like that, but a lot of people just embraced it and got behind him, and he got better. Let him fill the spot that Kenny was in now. Let him be like the faux <sighs> Kenny for a little bit. We're going to get Jay White versus Kenny Omega now, and it's going to be fucking great. Yes. That may, dude, you think that's Kenny's first match when he comes back? And then, like, after maybe Jay White beats him or something like that, which I would think would be incredible. I hope so, man. It's going to be special. Then, like, then that can lead into Cole versus Kenny because now he's like, oh, I can see it. I can see that being the breaking point anyway. After um, the break, Cassidy is waiting in the ring, and Keith Lee's music hits. Keith Lee is all elite. He was happy. I was happy. And Garrett, you know how if you didn't know who Keith Lee was and you know how you became recognized with him, right away, he and Cassidy, they they knew what they were doing, man. He grabs him and just fucking throws him, dude. The look on Cassidy's face when Keith Lee's music hit. And he realized it was Keith Lee, and he was like, oh, I know who this is. Oh, no. Oh, like, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man. This was special, dude. This... It, Matt Hardy walking out on Private Party. We talked about this. How long ago now? We've been talking about Private Party. They've been planting the seeds of, the, of them potentially breaking off from the AHFOs. Yep. Like, and Mark Cole, looks and like they, I um, think Cassidy's been very upset that Matt Hardy left and posting about it on Twitter. Man, he's been sell- he sold so well in this match. Keith Lee looked great. He looked athletic again. Garrett, unlike Vince Vince McMahon, when he when Keith Lee went to the main roster. Had him completely change his character, put him in a singlet, and they wanted him to be Ryback. Did he look like Ryback to you tonight? No offense to Ryback. No. But, like, Keith Lee looked like Keith Lee from the Indies and from NXT. And I say that in the best way possible. And I am so happy he's in AEW. How do you feel about some of the people saying that he needs to, like, lose weight or something like that? Fuck him. No, he, he looks great, man. That guy's a brick house. I he, think he, he's so he big. He needs it's to get back into ring shape. I think he had to take some time off because of the not competing. Yeah, and he I mean, looks he's great. Just back into ring shape. You know what I mean? Like, that I've guy's heard a about, brick house. You just got a little bit of a belly. Let him be. Well, let a, let let a guy let a guy just. You do can have wants. a belly. Look at Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens got a little bit of belly. Yeah, Kevin Owens is in ring shape. You know, he'll he'll get back into ring shape. He hasn't wrestled probably in like thirty days. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, it was beautiful, man. Um, or longer, maybe. So after the match, Mark can attacks him. And Lee just takes them both out. We see a video package hyping up the next mat- match next week between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Sammy Guevara does his shtick. Just have the fucking match already. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's finally happening. And we get the tag match we talked about. And Garrett, we then get our third signing of the night, and that's Jay Cargill versus AQA. Please just sign Anthony Green. Why are you signing random people? Oh, well, I think she might have been fired the same time as Anthony Green from uh, NXT. It's kind of funny. But, I know. I'm like, come um, on, man. Just like, hire the guy. I, hey, man, maybe they just couldn't agree to turn. I liked green. her for the same kind of reasons why I liked Anthony Green. I feel like I see potential there. She looked, she had a great look. She walked her, in and she outshined a lot of people that have been in this spot. That's all I'm going to say, right? In the most respectful way possible. She walked in. She made Jade look good. She made herself look good. And Garrett, everyone, of course, the shooting star press. 
She's, that was it. Looked awesome. She's so new to wrestling too, and in NXT they kind of just had her as an enhancement, you know, performance center talent. So it wasn't like anything mm-hmm. crazy. Whereas Anthony Green was a two hundred five liver, but I I'm I'm in man. And when Tony Khan announced a couple well, days they need ago people that she, to lose on Dark too, she could just be the another one of the females of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and I think. But she could also work some competitive matches. Think of her like a female Aaron Solo almost in that way, where he's he doesn't win against most like elite competitors, but he can put it up a good match and he can I think within like six months from now, this women's division is gonna look a lot different than it was a month ago. I agree. And we're already starting to see that. There's like six people in it right now. And we're starting to see that shit. So many people. Because Mercedes Martinez is making her impact. AQA is now making an impact. Mercedes Martinez debuted and then immediately was a part of the division. Like, that doesn't usually happen. Normally, you're, like, on dark for, like, three or four months. Like, freaking Julia Hart's been on dark for, like, the last two years, you know? Like. Yeah, and, and but yeah, Jade got the win. Again, Jade, this is what we want her to do. Have a title match and make yourselves both look good. And Jade is – dude, Jade is so protected, man. Like, it's it's so nice to see – She's got a longer undefeated streak than, uh, you know, the amount of WrestleMania the Undertaker went to. So twenty-seven and zero, baby, or maybe twenty-eight uh, now. I don't know. It's one of them. I, whatever it is, she's. Uh, I, that's going to be a problem, by the way. One day we're we're talking about it like it's great now. I I, I bet you three months from now when she's still undefeated, we're like, man, how are they ever going to beat this? Because we did this. Got to build Oscar. a star to beat it, man. Got to build a star. But the thing is, like, you never build like we. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Asuka from WWE. Now, I know this is WWE and AEW, apples to oranges, I understand, but it's the same principle. And I, honestly, a lot of the people that work backstage, they worked for uh, companies that people have accused of having really bad wrestling at some point, either WWE or WCW, you know? Like, so, or of other various promotions. Like, imagine somebody, they have people from Impact and stuff like that, you know? Um, and people have really accused Impact of not being up to par for a long time, you know. Um, so it's like yeah. it's a, it's not like it's impossible for them to screw something up. I mean, look at there's been bad segments. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Hey, just gonna the. I mean, hey, I, I maybe it could be Statlander still. I I think the the people are there. Maybe take Conti. Like you have great baby faces as women's wrestlers. You just got to book them up and get a, get a storyline flowing through them. And well, the thing is like, do you want to beat Jade? That's like how I'm saying, like she's so early on in her run, like as a beast, like, yeah, I would let her hold it for a while, man. I, until I don't know when you beat her. Like, yeah. Like when is that? But when is that going to be like, that feels like like, they're not doing anything new. So how long is it going to be? Yeah. Going to have to keep evolutionizing the character. That's that's undefeated streaks to me. And this is my opinion. And I've always held this opinion. I think undefeated streaks in wrestling are kind of stupid. Like they're great on paper, right? It sounds awesome. Well, and you don't want to like, how do you ever beat them? Yeah. Well, that too. They did have that problem a little while back, but I mean, I mean, they still kind of do Adam Cole technically still undefeated. Um, you know, CM Punk, though he's been defeated, was under yep. shady circumstances. So it's like there's there's a lot of like sort of loose undefeated streaks. Like the gun club just lost yeah, theirs. You know it's I mean? just like, one of those things. People are booked well. I mean, they, they're treated well and they, be, they become bigger stars. And yeah, so uh, Serena Deeb has her five minute professor challenge. I like this idea. And I already saw a bunch of pe- like independent women's wrestlers on Twitter talking about, hey, I want next. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they need awesome. someone awesome. in the spot one of these weeks, right? 
I like it because um, they kind of muddled. Not that that was on purpose, but like the 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 TNT Open Challenge kind of got lost in the sauce. It's still technically happening, but not really. I'd rather them do this weekly if we're gonna do a weekly challenge, like because it, you could still do that TNT thing. Maybe do it. I like, dude. By the way, I don't know why they keep not doing this. I like the TNT title matches being on Rampage. I don't know why they shouldn't be. Like, um, people are like, well, they won't see them. That's how you get people to go watch Rampage. It's a friggin' title match. Championship Friday. You know what I mean? Like, I liked that little deal they were doing for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Like, if they have them in the tag titles or them in the FTW title on, alternating every other couple weeks, like, I'm completely down with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, and um, hopefully, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see uh, where they take it from here. And like the, the five minute challenge, though, like I, it's not like an, I, I, the, the problem is like here's my here's my only thing with this is that are we going to be bringing in just random independent talent or are we going to be bringing in like people from dark that should get a showcase? Because I feel like there's an argument for both. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, we, so this week we had Katie Arquette's debut. That is David Arquette's daughter. It's cool to she, see that she uh, pursued the business. That is interesting. Because David Arquette still wrestles on the indies, so good for him. Good for her. It's probably really proud for him. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that's what we should, I think if we're going to use this for like multiple weeks in a row, that's what they should do with it. They should try and bring in some, maybe Diamante, maybe, oh, yes. I mean, Sakura, maybe, I don't know, someone that's just been commonly on Dark, but doesn't really get a lot of TV time, use this to bring those people in, you know? And then if you want to use some independent talent as well. There, a lot of them line up with that anyway. So, but what do you think these people that you don't use at anywhere but dark are doing? They're probably working other places, I would think, right? Like so, um, <laughs> as they should be. I'm like, <laughs> so they can get paid. Or Mustafa Ali says, "I'll see you guys in two and a half years." Is they won't let him go. You don't really think they're gonna like make that man sit out his contract? I. They're bitter enough where I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. But <sighs> man, that's gonna feel bad having Mustafa Ali for two years. <laughs> Which one of them do you think takes first, Mustafa or the WWE? Oh man, I don't know. I hope I hope he stays all right, man. Um, but yeah, Dynamite Deer, I think this is easy. Thumbs up, thumbs down world. I'm definitely thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a really good show. I like I said, from beginning to end, I felt like it built up really nicely to a crescendo and it was just perfect. So Rampage on Friday. It uh it starts out. We finally get our match. The Young Bucks versus Rapungi Vice, which is Trent Brad and Rocky Romero. And I was wanting this match so badly. <laughs> yeah, this this was pretty fun, man. The crowd was into it. The Young Bucks were into it. I, I enjoy seeing the Young Bucks not in the tag titles because to me, the Young Bucks are still so fucking good that they elevate everyone they face. And I really enjoyed this match. And there was a Dan Housen spot. We had an Orange Cassidy spot. Um. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have much more to say. I mean, this was there was a lot of spots. There was a lot of <laughs> lots of little that, callbacks that, here that and there. Combination moonsault of the young bucks do, where it's like they like he grabs him with his like legs and his arms, and he flips him up onto the ropes, and then he does like a backflip or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's a that's a cool spot. Danhausen, uh, this is kind of what we expected. I mean, he's not there. really wrestling. Uh, this is what I was saying. Like, if he's not really like going to be, a, I mean, I'm sure they'll have him work a match at some point. Maybe even lose some matches on dark. That'd be awesome. Yeah, he's going to do this to someone, and they're going to get pissed off. And that's he's yes. they're going to challenge him to a fight the next week. And you know who I think he's going to do it to. I'm calling this right now. I'm calling this shot. He's okay. going to be under the ring for a hook match, and oh, Hook's wow, going to beat great. him. 
and Hook call him out. Dan and Hook's first match is Dan, and Dan Housen's first match is Hook. And that's yeah. That'd be I'd be good. I'd be into that. Um, it felt like New Japan esque, which it was obviously supposed to. You yeah. had like the New Japan inspired gear for Rapungi Vice. You know what I mean? Like um, uh, stereo power bombs on the apron. The, the things I wrote in my notes were just like high speed, high amounts of pain in this match, and that's that's what this was. There was like a kick. I did those. Which Jackson does that like kick off the apron? Like uh, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Jackson's little like kicks that he does to kill people. You know. The, oh, wait, there was like a knee drop smooth, at one man. point too. That was like really brutal looking. I want to say like, yeah, they uh, this is good stuff. So they hit the BTE and pinned Romero for the victory. After the match, Brandon Cutler got an orange Cassidy's face. Cassidy hits him with the orange punch. Beautiful pop. Um, Young mm-hmm. Bucks enter the ring, deliver a super kick party to Orange Cassidy. Wait, didn't Trent kick out of the Melter driver? Uh, no, it was broken up by Romero, and then they hit the oh, BTE okay. on him. Okay, 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 okay. I couldn't remember. And Trent they, Beretta, so that move's still protected. He hit the ring, chasing the Young Bucks off, and as he's watching them retreat, Switchblade Jay White enters the ring and it hits him with the Blade Runner. Dude. Holy I shit, man. I want to see Jay White so, wrestle so bad. Who, who's, who's, who should Jay White's first match in AEW be? I mean, other well, than we have Trent, oh, Trent, I'm saying, like, but, like, who should his first like program be with? Because I don't think it's going to be. Obviously, he's going to be inserted into this program right now. Between that's still not. You over know, I would, and I'm not saying this just and... because you know I'm saying this. I I think when Dante and Lee and all those guys move on from Woo-hoo-hoo. move on from Team Taz, I think I could see them going to face the Young Bucks next. Think about it, and Jay White kind of being into that. They haven't touched yet, right? They haven't feuded yet. Aren't Lee and Moriarty, or sorry, Seidel and Moriarty, aren't they high up in the rankings? Like, I, I'm, I gotta believe so, right? If they're not, the Young Bucks would certainly put them up there. You know what I mean? Like, so, so real quick, I've seen something online this week, and I, I think I want to get our your opinion on it and kind of let's just kind of hash this out a little bit. Um, okay. So people were saying, you know, Adam Cole being in a feud with Orange Cassidy, it's like, oh, they're treating him so bad. So that kind of brings up the question for me. Is feuding with Orange Cassidy now a bad thing? Like, is it a demotion? No. Right? Like, I don't understand no. why people don't get Orange Cassidy. It's like there was this, all these people loved him and they love him in the crowd. If they were there to experience Orange Cassidy, they'd love it. But then they go online and they're like, well, Orange Cassidy doesn't like do the indie style that yeah. I like. I think you know why the Young Bucks love him because they're just fucking like him. They make fun of wrestling all the time in wrestling. That's what he does. You know what I mean? He's like he has fun and he creates good laughs. Everyone takes everything so seriously, and he wants you to just relax and have a good time. I don't know why people can't understand that. You know, like it's and I think some of his indie work, guys. Seriously, watch some of his indie work where there was no crowd and he was just doing it for the people that were there. See how great that was. Like he made respect for the guy because he. When you're not doing it in front of lots of people, I questioned how could he have been doing this in front of like nobody? He literally just did it. And he actually did even more than they let him do in AEW. So they actually have made him not as intense as he was like in, in terms of like uh, anyway. And it, he is one of those guys where he, and he can great, work a better match than like half of the roster. But people just don't want to yeah, like. He's a great worker. Them. And I think where a lot of these complaints come from and why it's getting such a loud wind is this is people that don't watch AEW. That are trying to pick on what how they're booking out. No, I think there are AEW saying, fans that don't like that don't like Orange. Oh, Cassidy. I'm sure, I'm sure, but I'm saying I think the majority of this is coming from people that don't watch, and they're trying to say Adam Cole made the mistake of going there because 
they have this weird like zombie following for one company when it's like, <laughs> dude, just watch what you want, man. Look, look, I if if I love Goldberg, times me and you flip on the on on like Dominion or yeah, Wrestle dude. Kingdom, you know it's what I like, mean? Or if, whatever. If I loved Goldberg, I'd be flipping on to SmackDown every week. Like, like you know, we followed the Super Juniors. Like, yeah. So it's it. Look, I I think that's a weird online take. I just wanted to discuss it for a minute. It's like. I think both of us agree. Orange Cassidy knows his character. Orange Cassidy is now a staple of this company. He's going to feud with CM Punk. He's feuded with oh, Pop. He's feuded with MJF. Something. He's going to feud with Punk. He's probably going to feud with Keith Lee eventually. Dante Martin will get his run. Like every star, uh, Don, uh, Danny Garcia, I meant, my bad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. every star is going to get get their try with him. Like he's oh a staple gosh. of this company. Matt Lee and, and Jeff Parker running down Orange Cassidy <laughs> sounds so good. And it's see, it's just one of those things, man. It's so weird. And I think the one we were gonna get that we didn't get, and I think there's reason to believe maybe that could be the next feud, is Moxley versus Cassidy. Remember that was the match we were gonna yep. get before it got canceled. Yeah. So. Well, apparently, according to CM Punk, CM Punk versus Cassidy was also supposed to happen at one point. Yeah. So. We'll so also, I mean, yeah, right, so we'll I get figured, both of those. Matches. Figured we talk about that a little bit. Uh, Tony Schiavone's backstage with Brian Anderson. Shivani asked him what are his thoughts on Moxley teaming up with Punk Garrett. Little things. I love stories that continue. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Danison says Moxley is a fighter. Danison is then interrupted by Sadell and Lee. Sadell says he does not like what Lee uh, Danison said about Moriarty leaving him. Moriarty does not care for them talking about him like he's not there. Moriarty then challenges Danison to a match on next week's AEW Dynamite. It's gonna be so fun. Are you? It's gonna be so scared. good. This is we. I think we said this was a dream match like a, a month ago, right? We had literally, to. yeah. I, I'm sure we did. <sighs> I can't. Um, I'm so happy for Lee Moriarty. I am too. I'm glad such they're giving nice him the guy. respect he deserves. Like he's such a nice guy that I just want to root for. And AEW just signed him like three months ago now, and now he's wrestling fucking Brian Danielson on AEW Dynamite when AEW is on this unbelievable hot streak. AW has been burning since like fucking August. And this is just, I'm so happy for him, man. So good. Um, You've recently mentioned the Renegades and Dr. Bert Baker DMD faced Robin Renegade on AEW Rampage. Yeah. You can't get more like, yeah, we're probably going to sign you than if you got an actual title shot. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. What'd you think of this? Um, Jamie Hayter noticeably absent. Um, I hope they don't just drop her. I, uh, they don't know what they're doing. See, you can t- you can feel the difference between Jade Cargill and Britt's booking already. Yeah, it's wild. Man. Um, you they know, don't know what to know, do with Britt. You know what came to my head at the end of this? Um, let it be Rosa to beat Britt. The crowd reaction when Rosa hit the ring, dude. Yeah, I, I think I'd really like if Thunder Rosa beat Mar- Mercedes Martinez next week and then challenges Britt, and we get that at Revolution. And then maybe maybe then there is an actual question of whether Britt will lose the championship, you know. I almost kind of would prefer I don't think Jamie Hayter needs to win the championship, man. I don't no, know. If she's I think there they've yet. dropped her, man. I think I think they've kind of already dropped her. Sadly. Yeah. If you guys already... are, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we we were kind of mentioning a theory a couple weeks ago that maybe it's gonna be Jamie to take over the title because seemingly she had just beaten uh Riho again and it's like she doesn't have another challenger and they've been teasing Jamie maybe going face and I think they dropped it. That's okay. I, I think Thunder Rosa deserves an AEW Women's Championship. She's great. I think it'll be great. I think I think they maybe question whether or not they should go with her for a little bit because, like, you know, how long will she be around? And just how hot Britt and Hikaru Shida were. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that that yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't know, like yeah, I'd love to see it be Thunderosa. Um, this yeah, the match was fine. Um, like you said, I, Robin Renegade, her sister Charlotte Renegade, is that right? I believe so. Maybe, yeah, they've been on dark, so good for them. I love it. And then uh, Hook, Hook Nation. Oh wait, we didn't even talk about. They didn't. There was no ass licking in the match. Oh, no ass licking, and how dare I skip over the video montage of Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Garrett Layla Dude. Hirsch last week, I, I think Dude. she was making some questionable decisions as a human. And yeah. she perhaps was a, a a mean person, perhaps a B-I-T-C-H in, in terms of character. Whoa! And uh, I think Chris Statlander agrees. Um, she <laughs> says, Layla was talking about how she grew up in an orphanage in Russia. And, and I'm not kidding you. I'm paraphrasing here, but Chris says, well, I can see why your parents left, <laughs> got rid of no, that's literally what she said. <laughs> I couldn't believe you don't understand it. why they why they abandoned you or something oh like my that. God. Like, Dude, like, come on, Stat. Like that is just that's next level, man. <laughs> also, my question to you is this: There's been multiple associations of the Orange Cassidy with uh, Dan Housen in the last couple of weeks. Does that mean that now? And we got a little Rapungi Vice, like you know, like uh, um, what do you call it? Like a little like fist bump, right? Yeah. Um, is Dan Housen now part of Chaos? <laughs> He's gonna want to be, but I don't. But they're I, not I gonna let him. There's yeah, no, no chance. I doubt There's it. no chance that New Japan's like, dude. Okay, we're, as of we're right now, fine. he fits with being an Orange Cassidy and his beginning in AEW. It's yeah. it, it fits together. I can see Orange Cassidy being like, so what's your deal backstage? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So Hook Nation returns, man, and this time he's wrestling Hook QT Marshall's Nation. top student in Blake Lee. I thought Blake had a good look. Um, yeah, I think he'll be interesting once they actually Hook get him to wherever they want him to be. You know? Is so smooth. So good. No celebration either. He just his punches look so good. He looked so athletic. He did that. Um, he apparently is like apparently a little bit of a luchador because he did that little like the El Camino. Um, well, yeah, but like he, he did that little like the flip or whatever you want to call it, like through the air, like yeah. where he flipped around with the arm drag or whatever, like that or whatever you want to call it. People know what I'm talking about. The little spot. I love. I just love it. that they know what they have in Hook and they're not overbooking him and. Look, I think well, it's, like it's going to be like Luchasaurus. This man's going to hit a shooting star press at some point, and you're going to be like, what? Like, I know we've mentioned a couple nights, a couple times tonight, Revolution, but we're really starting to feel the groundwork, and I think Hook versus QT Marshall is either going to be the dark. Yeah, that has to be. Revolution, yeah, yep. or Hook straight up debuting fucking pay-per-view Revolution against QT Marshall. And dude, I would love to see Hook with the green robes, dude, on dark. That'd be awesome. That'd be so nice, man. Hook's dark debut on, on Revolution. Oh, my God, that would be incredible. So we get uh, Mark Henry doing his interview with Jurassic Express and Christian Cage, as well as the gun club with Billy Gunn. And ass boys. Ass boys. Christian Cage tells the gun club that they will go back to the end of the line after they lose tonight. Jungle Boy says people will not remember their undefeated streak, but they will remember everyone chanting ass boys. Now He's right. Let me just say this <laughs> real quick. If the ass boys were the baby faces and that was said to them, they would 1,000% have won the match. Fair to yes. say, right? Yeah. Man. I would think. When you hear that and then you lose. Their gear was really cool, though. Their gear was great. And Garrett, I dare I say, I think they looked good. There was a moment where I thought they might actually win the title. Yes. When Jungle Boy, they, they hit Jungle Boy and the one, two, three. Oh, it was so. Jungle Boy had such a close call, man. It was so mm-hmm. good. Um. 
Colton Gunn has been wrestling for 15 months, Garrett. I know. It's so crazy. And he, I honestly, and this is going to sound crazy. He might be the better wrestler between the two. He looks so smooth, man. Um, Luchasaurus. better dropkick than like half the roster. Like, what the hell? Luchasaurus getting that hot tag, looking beautiful. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's some really good spots in this, but the story of it was. This was almost Charlie's favorite, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I almost picked this out of respect, but I was like, you know what? I've done this before where I just ignored the main event. Like, and I was like, you know what? Let's just let's hammer on the main event. Cause when we talk about our favorites, we like to talk about it a little more in depth. And yeah, Jungle Boy with the kill switch. <sighs> Jungle Boy has the kill switch, Garrett. <laughs> I love it. He's been his pen pat movie's been passed down from Christian Cage to Jungle Boy. Just such so see this from boy. the ass boys. What's next? Yes. Um, I think they go back on dark for a bit okay. and they, and they win some matches and then they get back on TV and now they can start being a regular team on TV. No, I gotta ask, do you think our boy uh, is, mm-hmm. do you think he's happy with their performance? I would have to think so. Okay. Because, we saw because he was really happy with Isaiah Cassidy. I mean, maybe he's not, I mean, I don't think they like over delivered or anything. I think they did what they needed to do for this match. Well, for this he's being their first like big main event. Right? That has to be yeah. worth noting. I, I think they didn't feel like they were out of place either. I, I feel like they felt like a team that should be in the main event. of, of sure. And I like this mean? match much more than the one against Darby and Sting. Yeah, okay. I, I like that match too. So I, I, did, mean, I did too, but I, that's what I'm saying in terms of comparison. I To me, I feel like this this is almost a three, like 3.75, maybe four stars, man. I, I was really digging this, and I dug the story. It went a good amount of time, like 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was competitive. It was it did feel like there were moments where the where the gun click went. I like that the tag division feels like it's it's competitive enough that you could actually see their tag title reign end that quickly. You and know, you like, know, everyone wants to get their title reign, right? So yes, well, you never know when they're gonna drop it. Like I, and I, let me just say this: we mentioned a couple. I really weeks hope it's acclaimed that that pin. Oh, that'd be Lucha perfect. Boy, and Luchasaurus, oh. A couple weeks back, we were talking about the Lucha Brothers title reign. Like, was it a success? And let me say this. I think Jurassic Express is off to a much better book title run. So mm-hmm. I don't think they've completely abandoned the tag team championship style of booking. This feud was built up for four weeks. This feud, this feud was pretty deadly. And it was pretty much on Rampage the entire time. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it credit where, where it's due. I think maybe Tony... And everyone else kind of heard the criticism of like the Lucha, Brain, Lucha Bros title reign because we were not the I mean, only they ones. Just didn't, they didn't book them hardly at all. It was crazy. Like they just did. They had them in some matches, but most of the matches were just like, okay, it was Lucha Bros main event. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and this felt like a legit feud. So, yeah, um, I think that was actually the problem. They just weren't building up feuds. Like there was one feud, and it was with FTR, and it was like 10, 10 million months long. And then they finally had a couple other matches. Toward that was the end. a weird like, one, man. It, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, great matches though between the four of them. Um, so yeah, Rampage, thumbs up, thumbs down, world. Garrett, how'd you how'd you feel this week? I feel like this was a thumbs up for me. Same here, man. Easy, easy thumbs up week. So let's preview, preview, preview next, <laughs> next week's cards real quick. Dynamite, Lima Ryder versus Brian Danielson. <laughs> TNT Championship, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Oh my god, <laughs> Garrett, that scares me. Face the Revolution qualifying match. Wardlow versus Max Caster. Oof. 
Oh, Max Caster's probably getting that crappy. But I think Max Caster's in this because remember last week when we were talking about who was in this match before? Max Caster was in it last year, so it makes sense for him to be in this match. Yes. No DQ match. Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. I got a match in Thunder Rosa, right? I I would think. Chris Herrico and Jake Hager versus Santana and Ortiz. I'm actually quite excited for that. Yeah, it should be fun. And then AEW Rampage, Dante Burton for Powerhouse Hobbs faced the Revolution qualifying match. So what do you think about this one? I see it's tough because do you want to beat Hobbs right now? But I think the way the feud has gone, I think Dante kind of has to win. And we right? got to like, see Dante in that ladder match. Dante in the ladder it. match at AEW Revolution, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. Dante winning the Rap- oh Revolution ladder match. Please. That's not all I need. That's all I need. And then Trent Beretta versus Jay White. So Jay White's first match. What a card. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, next week's loaded already. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. So other than that. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add myself. That was pretty much it. Like there was a lot of really good wrestling this week. And, at you know, one thing that I think AEW is doing extremely well recently is they're not just booking matches just to have dream matches and they're not just booking feuds to put people in those feuds so they can have dream matches and it's not just be called like, well, you're wasting dream matches, you know, like well, they, there's buildup. All of it feels like it links together. Hangman Adam Page feuding with Brian Danielson after Brian Danielson feuded with Kenny Omega made sense. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, and it just made – I loved it, man. And, and now carrying on into Lance Archer, it makes complete sense because, you know, like it, it, what's the next step up from someone like Brian Danielson? Well, it's just an unstoppable monster, you know what I mean, who's got no rules to hold him back. I mean, it's just genius storytelling. The Coney Con's obviously planned out way far in advance, and it's just like um, I'm really excited to see where they go with it, especially with some of the stuff finally – it looks like it's starting to start wrapping up a little bit. Um other than the Orange Cassidy, Adam Cole stuff, which seems to be going on forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much everything that we had this week. So, you know, if you guys um, have not already, make sure you guys follow, like, and subscribe on all the platforms and stuff like that. And we will see you guys all next time. I'm a naughty baddie.